Ralph Metzner, and you're listening to the Radio 8-Ball Show with Andras Jones. One, two, three. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, template, putting questions to the songs, which are randomly selected with the help of our friend Synchronicity. Who is Synchronicity? I got synchronicity. Well, we're Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're Radio 8 Ball, give it a shake. Now it's time for the show. Andras, let's go! Did that hurt? Did that hurt anybody? Is anyone, everyone okay? Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here at Starburns Industries with Willie Wisely. Hello. Yeah, hello. there you are. <laughs> Starburn Industries. Willie Wisely, I'm he's here. He's playing the I'm oracle up. fodder for our musical divinations and inviting friends from his musical life to join him here at the show, some of them here in the studio, some of them by phone, and now we have one of the one of the latter, a phone, a phoner here on the here at the show. Welcome to Radio Eight Ball, someone with a very, I have to say, a very auspicious name, Shay Peyote. Welcome Hi. to Radio Eight Ball, Shay Peyote. Thank you. Lovely to speak to you. Do you find that people generally like to call you by your full name? Yeah, or they come up with some ridiculous nickname. Like Shay Pei? But, yeah, thank you. How'd you know? I kind of, you know, I guess I'm just tapped in when I'm doing a synchronicity show. Feeling the the, the <laughs> sort of the communal consciousness here. So, well, I'm going to stick with Shay Peyote. Is that, uh, how do you and Willie know each other? I met Willie because he was doing a tour with my friend Robbie Wrist, and they made a stop at Robbie's uh, 70s jam. And uh, I think Willie was singing a Zeppelin song. Oh, yeah. Good times, bad times. Ooh. Good times, bad times. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. He was doing a dance. He was singing good times, bad times, you know, doing the Willie dance. <laughs> Love that song. If it's not Willie Wisely doing the Willie dance, you got to say, "Come on, Louis C. Louis C.K. Put it away." Sorry, <laughs> the Willie dance sounds bad. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Call it the Wisely dance. The, my my dominant memory of that gig is both Shay and I had uh, we had prepared and we hadn't met yet, but we had both been told we'd be singing Meatloaf's uh, Dashboard Lights. Right? Am I right? Shay and we sang. yeah well you know one of these days we still got to jam that song oh yeah and and we sang it live that night and right I didn't dream this right and it was unbelievable am I dreaming this what there's a there's a theme in the show of people misremembering uh-huh. gigs that may or that may or may not have ever happened Good. we never 
actually did the meatloaf song. We talked about it. Stop it. I have the keenest memory of singing it. We okay. talked about it, but then, then, then the musical director put the kibosh on it. Oh, God. Oh. I, 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 I believe you because everyone has a better memory than me. But I'm just, I'm in utter disbelief. Yeah, I hate when that I, happens. I lived that moment. It's the, you're, you and know what, you're probably exist. feeling the alternate timeline. Well, how funny. <laughs> anyway, well, Shay, I want to Shay's, go live in the timeline. I, I got to say, Shay's a talented singer and a very talented uh, visual artist. Oh, and, thank you. So you were playing, you were touring with Robbie Rist. Now, earlier. Really was. Yeah, well, earlier in the really show. Was, I was. We were in the last oh. segment, we were talking about two guys who got into a political argument at a party and then you're talking about being friends with Robbie Rist. Now I'm friends with Robbie Rist on Facebook and I've known him for, you know, for years tangentially. Was he one of the fighters? Was he one of the guys arguing? <laughs> no. Cuz yeah. he is he can definitely he is an opinionated guy yes. and he he's a pugilist. He is a verbal pugilist. <laughs> I have never actually exchanged fisticuffs with him. But we have a, we've have had some heated discussions about XTC, <laughs> and I'm not talking. Why it's like, it's just like that all this year all non drug reference drug reference show. Like we're talking about XTC the band and Peyote the person. <laughs> Who is it could possibly be anti XTC? No, it's not. We're, neither of us is against XTC. We are in disagreement about what are the better eras of XTC. It's a fans. It's sort of like what Willie, Willie Early was talking about, two people who disagreed about the evil president we have, but they were still fighting over the way they disagreed. And that's actually, I I think that that's a kind of great friendship. Like when you're you're such a fan of something that you're arguing with someone else who is also a fan of that thing about specifics within that fandom. Like there's so much agreement that you couldn't have the argument with someone who didn't, who wasn't so close to you, Right. That's well, how I feel yeah, with Robbie Rist. A lot of times with these things, what happens is it within about three sentences, it's not what it's about. It's not about what it's about anymore. You start disagreeing about something, but then the, it sort of becomes a fight about being disrespectful or you're frustrated because you don't feel heard. It's not even about the subject anymore. It becomes about frustration and, and misunderstanding and and feeling disrespected and feeling misunderstood. Oh, you said a mouthful. Yeah. I've seen entire friendships fall apart because no one can understand perspective. And that two people can see one thing and have two totally different perspectives on it. And each person is saying, you're lying. I saw it. So your perspective cannot possibly be right. And they're both saying that to each other. And they're not fighting about the thing anymore. They're fighting about the fact that they're calling each other liars. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I mean, this uh, This definitely resonates with, uh, with many of the interactions I've had in the last two, particularly the last two or three years, it feels like. Like, there's a... I feel like we're... We are all victims or subjects or targets of a psyop that uh, that <laughs> generates that I mean I think that's probably true in general but I feel like it's more true or it's being exacerbated or encouraged uh, by I don't know by uh, yeah by the way where be- technology is being deployed upon us um, for 
for example, like I'm thinking of. I hope Robbie takes this all as like a, as promo because this is because I'm a I'm a big big fan of Robbie Rist, but I knew him and had seen him around for years. But until the last few years, we'd never argued on we'd never argued about anything. And again, the argument that we had, and it's actually the most benign sort of Facebook argument that you could have, is one that was about a disagreement about a band that we both are huge fans of. But the medium itself, I feel like. The medium itself encouraged that becoming uh, an argument, whereas it wouldn't be an argument if we were in the same room together. If we were in the same room, room together, we might be like, "You're crazy! Drums and you think drums and wires is better than uh, oranges and lemons?" But oh, it's you know, it's funny. It's funny you guys bring does, up and uh, does that piss I, you I, off, Willie? Are you have a, a horse in that race? No, no, I I actually do not, and I should pay more attention. But something is occurring to me is that it's it's just neat that you've brought up XTC because if you would go uh, and Shay tell us where your art is, if you go look at her art online, it's it, it supports this whole XTC world. Yeah. It's it's an it's amazing trippy colorful stuff. So actually, let's. I, I'm gonna try and get some maybe get some images from you that we can post with this blog when this comes out so people can actually see your work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll send you tons of stuff. Oh, that would be great. Um, I'm sorry, my brain sometimes gets caught up in the literal. I'm trying to imagine okay. what a ton of JPEGs would be. I mean, that's like... <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole lot of JPEGs. I mean, are you going to send them to me in the computer? Or like, Anyway. I, I can send you a whole lot of JPEGs. So, what I was going to tell you about what we were talking about, though, is that... Uh, we're the first generation that's learning because we're communicating so much through texting and posting and it is very hard to get the subtleties and intonation in these things we're going back to emojis we're going back to pictograms we're developing a language that is half words and half pictograms yeah. because we're learning how to express subtleties in written language I mean I've had to I've had I've written tests that I thought someone would understand was a joke before and gotten back an upset response and had to say like, um, okay, this is hard in text and the next time you know, for the next two months, every time you text them anything, you're putting fourteen crying laughing faces yeah. and, <laughs> you know, because you don't want to be misunderstood again. Yeah. So true. So I, I got to ask you because we we had a conversation earlier about stage names. Is a uh, is peyote a given name, or is it a chosen name? No, that's it. That's about my fifth name I've ever had. I pick a new name about every four or five years. So actually, I've kept that one for a long time. This might be the last one I ever picked. Though, um, the new name actually, I do have a new name, and it's Lola Overdrive. <laughs> but I haven't sw- I haven't switched anything to that because. At this point, Facebook gave me a warning that said, change your name again, we're deleting your account. I mean, you can't keep changing your name. And they let me keep Shea Peyote, but they didn't let me change it again. So what were the names before Shea Peyote? Well, my sad name, my actress name is Christina Veronica. And in the 80s, it was Christina Veronica St. Cyr. And for a while, um, it was... uh, Cherry Lee Honey Dripper, and, um, <laughs> Sadie Vincent. Um, I can't remember. I've had so many names. I love that. But That's one of the great. ones I worked under the most. 
and I and I love that Facebook has put a kibosh on the whole yeah. thing. You know, like the the new police. <laughs> and and may I ask, was the peyote name peyote inspired? Actually, do you know what? I'm going to actually give credit where that name came from. Uh, I met a guy once named Davey, and we ended up going on a date before I realized that he was Puck from the real world. I didn't even figure it out because it was like 10 years after he'd been on the show. But by then it was too late. We were already friends and we were dating, and we stayed friends. And he named his firstborn son... um, Bogart, Shea Peyote, David Rainey II. And so when I wanted a new name, I picked Shea Peyote. But that was actually made up by Puck from the real world. And it's funny because there's another Shea Peyote that's come out now. She's a model, and she's about the most beautiful fetish model, like a 21-year-old fetish model. So I'm like, all right, I like this name. I like the pedigree. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Take us on a trip, Shay Peyote. What is your question for the Pop Oracle? Okay, this is my question. Uh, we're at a time in history where we have rejected organized religion for very good reasons, uh, which I obviously don't have to go into. I think people can figure that out. But we haven't replaced that spiritual hole with anything. We've just sort of left it gaping. What do you think that as a world society we should replace that gaping hole with where religion used to be? So the question for the Pop Oracle is what can replace religion's gaping hole? Okay. I I don't have a warning. I don't have a song. Oh, you do. Trust me. Synchronicity. You just sing the songs. I'll worry about the synchronicity. Stay in your lane, (laughs) Willie Wisely. Okay. You ready to go? We're going to pick a card. So we've exhausted the wheel. We've we've come up with the the song. When we get down to only three songs left on the board, we got to stop using the wheel because it's going to land on probably one of the songs we've already had. So now we're moving to the Radio 8 cards. And now to engage the Pop Oracle and answer your question about religion's gaping hole, we are now going to pick a card. Any card. Pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card. What is it? Song number four. Song number four is Through Any Window. Ah, four for the fourth fret where the capo goes. Synchronicity. Early in the morning when the sun comes through any window Breaks the promise of each day a new early morning Through any window Blue is the memory of a bedroom eye Green as the envy I can't hide Red is the color that she lays so bare In early morning Sunrise is 
Sunlight kissed me on my head of gloom in early morning Glide across the bed then fade by noon through any window In early morning Blue is the memory of a bedroom I Green as the envy I can't hide Red is the color that she lays so bare In early morning Through any window School bus take them far from home the children far from home Take the children far from home Soon to see how sad their lives become Through any window And blue is the memory of a bedroom eye as the envy I can't hide Red is the color that she lays so bare in early morning Through any window In early morning Through any window and that was Through Any Window from Willie Wisely, the answer to Shay Peyote's question about with uh, with ab- with the absence or with traditional religion fading, what is going to replace the gaping hole that it leaves in our consciousness and our relationship to the world? So, uh, I th- I had some ideas about that, but Willie, uh-huh. tell us a little bit about this song that I know so well. I love this song. Tom, tell, tell us a little bit about about that and. It, you do, we probably cut out the part where we figured that out at the beginning, but Dan doesn't didn't know that song at all. He never played that song. That was beautiful. Oh, thanks. That was holding on there. Yeah, it was great. There's something <laughs> about the there's something about the way that some that you play when you're on that edge that that te- it's like you're giving it, but it's also tentative and it's really Very. rich. It just felt you know you couldn't you can't manufacture that kind of feeling. The so, confusion. Yeah. Well, it's wonderful. It's it was like, good to sing to. Yeah. Yeah. It felt really good. And and, and, and you were really listening to each other. You know, like <laughs> thanks, dude. it's great. Honestly, and and yeah. So thank you, Dan. Tell us Beautiful. tell us a little bit about about that song about the background of the song. That's you've been carrying that one for a while. Yeah, I've been carrying it for a while. I, we have the pleasure, actually, our, our next guest, who I won't name, it was the producer of that recording for that song, and I'm very... You can pl- name him. He's going to be here. He's, he's here. We're not worried that he's going to not Linus show up. of Hollywood, people. Linus yeah. of Hollywood. Yeah. He's coming in. Okay. He produced my Parador <laughs> record, and I just... That recording really endures almost above all other recordings in my, in, in my catalog, and it's yeah. just... Uh, 
Hats off, my buddy. Anyway, um, and and I and I'm not an easy artist to deal with. So he, uh, you know, I cashed a lot of chips with him, and, <laughs> and we're still buddies. It means a lot. Um, so uh, it's it's neat to have uh, his ears here and your ears here. Um, the uh, the the song is just about grabbing moments, and I, I don't know that it was ever about anything else. Um, and 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 just just feeling moments passed by, or not even passed by, but just uh, as they just sparkle and fizzle, and it's just almost random memories that that feel heavy when you put them together, but might be missed if if you weren't looking. It's so like a, a snapshot of moments. Yeah, and a snapshot of sorrow. You know, it's it was definitely going for something melancholy, something lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, the I do, so through I any window not, are the things that you that go out the window, like that you like. Yeah, I, I you know I I I either watched or had a memory of singing uh, Meatloaf's by the dashboard light. No, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, I I, <laughs> I either have a memory or an imagined memory of of uh, watching school kids get on a bus and just thinking. Um, wow, this moment could last forever if I remember it. Oh, in fact, that brings up a good story. Like my my little daughter, she's six six years old, and I'm just completely in love with her. And, and she's 13 now, and and we stood in the bathroom mirror together. It was we're bedtime, and we're brushing our teeth for the four millionth time of my life, and the the one millionth time of her life. And and I I looked at her, and and I got real close to her, and I said. And we both were looking in the mirror at each other, and I said, remember this moment forever. And we, we still talk about that moment. And she'll be talking about that moment in therapy in 20 years. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you are so dark. I'm terrible. <laughs> but uh, I don't have any children I have to keep it bright for. I'm like, I just... Yeah. That's the analog to this song. Yeah. Sorry. I'm really... I apologize. <laughs> I can't help myself. So... Shay Peyote, what did you think about that as the answer to the question? You know, it works in its own weird synchronistic way. Well, it's a sort of a broad question. Well, you I, know, like what? Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty specific. I thought there was something that was pretty beautiful there because the first image is of the images of the sun and the it's the 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 early morning and like i guess uh, you know there's a there's a, a a buddhist phrase or saying that goes that religion is like a finger pointing at the moon and most people make a mistake of worshiping the finger and, ah. and i think that this is like that what replaces the religions that are being lost are the Old religions, the religions of pay, of like the more pagan sense of being connected to the earth, and to being connected to the actual cycles, as opposed to these sort of arbitrary dictates of men well, in me robes. Well, then let me this: if, if the old religions, if the pagan religion which we have romanticized, are so much better, why did they ever get uh, left behind? Well, it's. There's a very, very interesting chapter about this in the we Book of Sapiens. We well, romanticize other religions, but when you actually look at them, they're bloody horrible. Well, the religions are. terrible, too. Well, you know, it's animal sacrifices, human sacrifices, disrespect of women, disrespect of, of people that are not, you know, uh, in your circle. They're not—it wasn't good. 
Do you, th- do you, re- yeah, it was good. We would have kept it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's sort of like saying like that, like, uh, that the European settlers who conquered North America were somehow more advanced because they had smallpox and guns <laughs> and swords, as opposed to a culture of respecting the earth and considering so, so it you're sacred. Saying that, you're saying that the, the modern religions, like, like, bullied the pagan religions out of existence. I'm not just saying that. I'm. I think history is telling. It tells us that that whether it's the, the burning of witches or the uh, the sort of reclaiming of pagan rituals and then putting a, a veneer of Christianity or something else over it. Yeah, I think that that I think clearly the the history of the last two thousand years is the history of particularly one religion running roughshod and bullying the rest of the world in pursuit of money and resources. What would that be, the world's most popular religion? I mean, yeah. There you were... know what the world's most popular religion is, don't you? Uh, Islam. Islam. I'm thinking. I'm, think, I'm thinking of it's really? Buddhism. There's more Buddhists than any other religion oh. on the well, earth. And what I'm thinking, what I'm talking about, is the people who led crusades, like the the like the conquistadors who came across oh, okay. to to conquer South America, and conquer and the Europeans, America, the Europeans who came to settle the North American continent, and the the the, the but, crusades. You know, they thought they were doing everyone a great favor. Everyone who ever did anything in the name of Christ thought they were saving the souls of these poor savages. Of course, there is. A, there's a lot of. I mean, I, I, I. Well, I don't say of course, but in general, I do agree that people tend to think that what they're doing is the right thing. But yeah. when my, when I guess my point is just saying that uh-huh. if I'm interpreting the song as the answer to the question, when you say that what's going to replace the old religions or the religions Uh that have faded away. And the first image Uh is an image of nature of something that is just sacred because it is. No one needs to tell you that the morning light and the new morning is a sacred thing. You know, it's sacred because you've experienced it. And that's the first image. So to me, that's what the pop Oracle was pointing to is that there is a reality. There is a sacred reality that is bigger than and transcends anything that you can put in books or in a in a building. That's you know that's again uh, it's all colored by my I own opinion. In a nutshell. Yeah. Well, may I dive in and just that say works. that dive in that, to me the the song is is all about looking you know and seeing things and keeping uh, you know keeping an open window as it were. And um, I, I think, to me, it's pretty conclusive that we don't know what's going to fill that hole. It's a great question, Shay. What's going to fill the hole of religions that are that are dying and becoming unpopular and un, unmanageable? And I just, we have to keep searching. So it's a song about... Well, and I had a friend who, I had a friend who used to... Sorry, I didn't interrupt. It's a song no, about... No, I didn't. I was just repeating myself, yeah. so it was time to stop. But... <laughs> I had a friend who used to say that the way he viewed reality was reality was this thing, and it's like your song is almost singing to it, that reality is this thing, and we are all looking through like this, uh, what are the kind of windows that are in churches? Stained glass windows. They, and uh-huh. we all have our panel that we look through, right? 
It, there's one uh -huh. reality, but we all have a different panel. And some of it is, you know, it might be a Christian Perception. panel or it might be a Buddhist panel Perception. or it might be a yeah. cynical. Yeah. And so, again, through any window, I guess that's the idea is that the sacred is accessible through any window, not just through the one that your culture tells you is the one. And I think, yeah, so I... That's funny. Yeah. That, that whole conversation circled back around to perception. And when we were talking yep. about uh, the problems of communicating through just the written word, we were talking about perceptions. And when we switched the conversation to something as heavy yeah. as <laughs> spirituality, yeah. it came back to perception. It's very interesting. And, I, you know, through the window, through yeah. the window is how you perceive very interesting. How interesting. Uh, it, it is interesting. And I, I was glad that we could have this uh, discussion still, even though I didn't have a song called Emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Emojis will fill the hole. Yes. That religion has left. Well, uh, well, Shay Peyote, thank you so much for, you. for dropping us a line and for being a part of this. And I hope I can maybe get some of your music and art to include in this blog post so people can check out what you do. I would love that. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio